Next on BYU Sports Nation, now reporting all 110 players to BYU football fall camp. What if I guaranteed them and you six wins with a bowl game? Would you take it or the, roll the dice? I want to roll tide because BYU apparently just scheduled North Alabama. More on that in a moment. Plus, the voice of Delos Cougars, Greg Bell, joins us in studio. And another shot for Jimmer. Why not a BYU shopping spree as well? It's a loaded show. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is August. We are so close we made to it. real football. We made it. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who always wants Bama. Jerem Jordan. Uh, it appears that BYU has scheduled North Alabama and FCS school. More on that coming up in the 2020 schedule, which looks like it's uh, full now. North Alabama probably live on BYU TV, so there's that. Uh, but very exciting. I can feel extra juice today because not only, uh, you know, a little bit of breaking-ish news with North Alabama, but uh, it's reporting day for fall camp. We'll break that down, what goes into that. First practice is tomorrow. Listen, listen, the second – most asked question I get is, what do you guys do during the summer? The first is, where is Spencer? And I always go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't have him on Fine Friends. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Did you want me to turn on that location no, service for you? No, I don't you? care where you are. Hang on no. a second. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, he's right here. Oh, he's right next to me in my office <laughs> because we share it with Jason Shepard. But the second most uh, asked question is, what do you guys do during the summer? We do a whole lot of stuff. And guess what? We got through it. Like, the summer is essentially over. The fall-ish begins because fall camp, they're reporting, practice tomorrow. Very excited. Not just that. We made it through a summer following a 4-9 and nine season. Yes, we did. Wow. That was really hard. Hope springs and, eternal. And, like, BYU wasn't involved in any Power 5 discussions to, like, lead us in misdirection to entertain. You know, that didn't happen. Here we are, fall camp, new season, new staff, new excitement. Let's go. We've got a party today. Bob Bowlesby not invited. All rise and But if you wanted to be, it could be. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Ah, yes. Larry Scott's invited. Absolutely he is. We have reached the beginning of the end of the BYU football summer drought. Congratulations, BYU Sports Nation. You made it again. All players reporting for fall camp. Get your gear Get your locker set up and let's do this because BYU has exactly one month to get ready. Countdown to the Wildcats. 31 days. It's the first. They play on the first. Next month, BYU plays. Four, week, four weeks on Saturday. Four weeks. Oh. Let's do this. I'm stoked. Yes. One month away from game number one. Now, just for fun, Jerem, because we are that much closer to the season. That's the premise of the show. As well. If I were to guarantee, guarantee you six wins mm-hmm. and a bowl game trip right now for BYU football, would you take that or roll the dice on the chance that there could be more or maybe less? I would take it, but obviously I would want to see how this plays out, okay? I think that six wins would be a successful season for BYU. It means you get back into a bowl game. 
And if you guaranteed me a bowl game, I take it because there's no guarantee right now that BYU goes to a bowl game. They don't have a tie. The expectation is that some conference won't fulfill all their bowl games, then BYU gets into a bowl game. Okay, I don't think that won't happen. I think BYU gets in. Um, but six wins means that you likely defended Lavelle Edwards Stadium well, at least five and one, if not six and zero. Oh. It means you didn't do well in the gauntlet. Uh, but I'm hoping BYU gets up to seven wins. I see eight as like the peak. I see five as like the fewest amount of wins that BYU would get this year. Um, I don't really want to be surprised. Outside of that, <laughs> well, positively, I would love that. But I would take it right now. I really would. I think six wins is a step in the right direction, obviously. Two more than last year. And way better because BYU was five games, uh, you know, four and nine. Like, geez, the disparity there was big. I would take six right now because I don't think the ceiling is much higher than that, honestly, for this schedule and for a new offense. Odds makers have BYU at five, five and a half wins. So I'm taking the over there. Six is my expectation for BYU. I cannot settle for just six. I will roll the dice. I've got to have something guaranteed. I thought that you said better. gambling is wrong on this program like a bunch. Hashtag gambling is wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to tell someone whether they can gamble. But or I'm you still rolling the dice. Okay, Six wins <laughs> is my expectation. I've got to have something guaranteed over 500. I, I can't I can't be like yeah yes give me a 500 record in a bowl game. I, I, That's where I, we're at. Coming I've got to have something though, higher than 500 guaranteed. Seven and I'd t- probably take it. Seven wins, yes. What about what about it's six and then there's a game where you have a 42 yard field goal at the buzzer to win or not? Would you take that? Is it against Utah? No, it's against <laughs> Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Matt Payne kicking it oh. with short posts. That one was, I think, 37 Boise yards. State had short posts in that one. If they have taller posts, uh, maybe that one's in. Come I got to on. have something over 500. It's enticing, yes, based on what happened last year. Yeah, It was so bad that there is this thirst for just get me back to a bowl game. You're, you wouldn't have a losing record. Well, if you, you lost, you in, wouldn't if have you a lost in the bowl game, you could finish 6-7. and That's seven. true. That's a Utah State kind of season. I don't want that. So I want I well, need to have Well, let's play it out. I like, need who to can, have We don't know the opponent in the bowl game. A guaranteed over 500 record. Okay. Yeah. One more, I'd take you it. You like the way you look, I guarantee. This morning FB Schedules discovered new FCS school North Alabama put BYU on its schedule in its new football media guide in 2020. BYU has not announced this game quite yet. Neither has the school, but it's in the media guide. It's another loaded one in 2020. It appears that all 12 games are complete if this, in fact, is a game on the 2020 schedule. So what do you think of the 2020 BYU football schedule, Barbara Walters? I took a close look at this a few weeks back when BYU got game number 11 situated with the movement of Missouri to October 10th. The feeling is still the same. In the words of Chris Farley, holy shnikes, Jerem, this is quite the rundown. If you think 2018 is difficult, take a look at the 2020 schedule. It's balanced, but it is Difficult balanced. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. No, it is. No. It's not. They're not extremes. I don't. And it's see North a, Alabama. North Alabama. Yeah. Yes. I don't see a ton of really bad teams, and I don't see a ton of like world beater teams on the 2020 schedule. Well, let's go through it so that we can assess. Uh, at the, your first four games. Ugh, here we go. At Utah. Okay. Michigan State at home. In Provo. At Arizona State. Not a world beat. At Minnesota. So your first Not four games beater. are Power 5 teams, three on the road. 
But you're hoping to go two and two. But BYU matches up better with the likes of Minnesota, Arizona State, and Utah compared to Wisconsin, Washington, and at Arizona. And traditionally, Michigan State outside of 2016. And that's in Provo. So, okay, yeah. Utah State on a Friday night, winnable game. Uh, Missouri at home. Okay, see how the Tigers Again, are. Good matchup in Provo. Houston in Provo at Northern Illinois. Tough game. North Alabama is either October 31st or November 21st. Okay, I think that'll be November 21st because BYU desperately, desperately needs a bye in October. I'd prefer to just play three games in November, honestly. To survive that schedule. Yeah. Uh, November home games, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's cold. Uh, at Boise State, San Diego State at home. Okay. And then you finish the season at Stanford. I think that's the most difficult game on the schedule is the finale at Stanford. I think Michigan State won't be bad for long. They were bad that. No, Michigan State yeah. will be a That's good a football really, really team, but because game. it's in Provo, makes it more manageable. Not necessarily. See the Wisconsin game last year. Again, but, you're comparing but, that to BYU's worst season in 50 years, worst offensive well, team in 50 no, years. No, it had everything to do with how good Wisconsin was. I, you could put the 06 team in that game, and I think Wisconsin still Wisconsin greater plus. than Michigan State. Yes, and in 2020, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? So, I – I think, yeah, it's loaded. Six power fives, four on the road. But don't you feel like more of those are winnable compared to this yeah. year's power five slate? Well, this year's power five slate is four of five on the road, right? And two of them are in the top ten. We'll see in 2020 if Stanford is a top ten team and Michigan State is a top ten team. Like, perhaps that's as hard. I don't know. We'll see. I still think six power fives is too many. I want three or four. I don't want six. I want three or four. Which ones are you taking off in that, that schedule? Because in that year, we're probably going, oh, seven wins. Which like, ones are you taking off that schedule if you had the choice? I don't know. <laughs> 2020 don't schedule know. is tentatively complete, 12 games. It's really exciting if you look at it just purely as a college if football fan. If you celebrate fan. the schedule more like, than the actual games, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. And that's what we do. It's like a bowl game every week. We act like we won something. It's like a bowl game every week. That's when you're an independent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you ain't playing for a title. And there are one, maybe two guaranteed wins on that schedule. Gulp. <laughs> uh, Jimmer Fredette has pushed Team Fredette into the Final Four. Is AKA that banner, BYU. Is that banner hanging on the Merritt yeah. Center yet? Yeah, we put it up. The power of the Jimmer on full display, courtesy of Team Fredette and the basketball tournament, sparking once again what feels like a never-ending debate. Has Jimmer Fredette earned another shot at the NBA? Sports are a capitalist market, so if he's good enough, someone would pick him up. Does he want the opportunity? It's a different question, okay? What have we learned from the basketball tournament about Jimmer? I have learned nothing. I already knew that Jimmer Fredette was an amazing scorer. Could score with the best of them. Uh, is he an amazing scorer in the NBA? No. He averaged six a game over five seasons. If anything, he's a more polished scorer. His scoring capability he's, is more diverse. He's been a, yeah, and he's been a fantastic scorer since he showed up at BYU. Like, I have learned nothing about Jimmer Fredette as a scorer because I already knew he was an awesome scorer, okay? What he can do is uh, continue to be occasionally relevant. He makes these relevant splashes by scoring 73 in China getting out on outside the lines by showing up with a, you know, being the D league, G league MVP of the all-star game, uh, scoring 41 on ESPN and the basketball tournament. Like he can still be occasionally relevant in that way. And I don't think that's a terrible thing. I am enjoying watching Jimmer Fredette in the basketball tournament. 
I'm not trying to connect the dots with the next move because I don't think the next move is in the NBA. He's essentially been out of the league for three years. He played six games three seasons ago, and he's played two seasons in China. I don't think Jimmer's going to be in the NBA again. I think he's doing just fine outside of it. He told Ryan Rossillo a few months back that he received two 10-day contract offers from NBA teams. He's good enough to be in the NBA. They are offering it's him. It's almost offensive that it's only 10-day, though, for a guy well, like that, this. I know. Like, that's if just, he's that's good, a 10-day is. That, that's just how it works. I mean, that's typically the backdoor into the NBA. Right. right. If that, you're really good, you're not offered a 10-day. You're offered a legit contract. Right? Like, that's the The point reality. is, he's good enough to be on an NBA roster, so much so that two teams reach out and said, hey, we, we want to take a closer look at you. Here's a 10-day contract. He, the question is not if he's good enough to be at that level. It's can he fit in? Can, is, there, is he good enough? to not just earn a spot but stay in the NBA and play significant minutes. He needs a very unique, specialized fit. He needs to be a ball-dominant guard coming off the bench to score 12 to 16 minutes a game. And to this point, we haven't seen a team that's willing to do that. We haven't seen a GM and coach in and I don't correlation need that. I don't need that. that want to do that. By I the feel way, this angst with the fan base. Ah, not the NBA. Sent out a Who poll cares? yesterday. Not He's su- out. Not surprisingly, just asking the following question. Is Jimmer Fredette good enough to play, to play, not just be, but to play in the NBA right now? The audience you asked was somewhat biased. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. <laughs> I didn't think it would be this high, though. 807 votes, 86% said yes. I thought there would be more I want more you to naysayers. ask a bunch of youths and see what happens. I thought there would be more naysayers. Today is fall camp reporting day for Cougar football. That includes some meetings, iPads for film consumption, and, of course, equipment and swag. And uh, the guys are going to go to a movie as well tonight. So, If you had a 30-second shopping spree in the football equipment room, what are you going for first? Uh, shoes. First and foremost, you go after the shoes. Where are the Nike Air Max? you got to be in the shoes. Where are the trainers? Like the shoes that I can wear. I'm not grabbing cleats. I want shoes that I can wear. Oh, just grab the cleats and sell them on uh, <laughs> KSL, Doc. <laughs> then I'm going to warm-ups, jackets, and hoodies. I value that stuff, and it's football clothing, football weather clothing. So, yeah, probably that and that order. Shoes, whatever's available, warm-ups, jackets, hoodies. What about you? I'm just getting shoes. 30 seconds, I'm literally trying to grab five pairs in each arm for a total of 10. That's what I'm doing in 30 seconds. When I was a newborn, my dad won a shopping spree at a grocery store, and basically all he grabbed was diapers. I think that was a wise move. I think he should have grabbed a couple of steaks in addition to that. But if I'm in that room, yeah, 30 seconds, I'm just getting shoes. That's it. Just shoes? Doesn't matter that, the size? Just Well, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm going, I'm going size 12, boom. You want, you want 10 pair of the same type of shoe, though? Just sell them, dude. <laughs> I'm in it for the money, bro. When someone says that they aren't in it for the money, they're probably lying. <laughs> okay, yeah, if that's your stance to sell, then yeah. Grab, I got enough T-shirts and shoes. polos and sweat. Yeah, I get, wow, listen, still. hashtag blessed, you know? You want, the, blessed. you want the new stuff. Give the old stuff away. Look who our sponsor new is, stuff, dude. We, hashtag blessed, bro. BYU <laughs> store, man. We love those guys. Oh, shopping spree. What are you grabbing? Also answer this question. If you are guaranteed six wins in a bowl game in the 2018 BYU football season, would you take that right now? Right now, guaranteed. Six wins and a trip to a bowl game. Or do you roll the dice for more? Time to hear from you, BYU Sports Nation. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. 
At TB underscore Adamson, in on Twitter. Six wins is not a good season. I agree with you, but we're looking for progress here. Nothing to hang your hat on. Well, couldn't you hang your hat on progress? To settle for six wins this week. Only way I would consider it is if it included a comfortable win over Utah. <sighs> we we got to get over a comfortable win over Utah. Just win. One point. A, a win. Who cares? We lost seven in a row. Who cares by the Who margin? Who cares? Just win. Who cares about the margin? Yes. But I, I see the desire for that. Listen, if I told you... BYU's going to win the next seven by one point each. You would take that. You would take that right now. Yeah, Come on. Everybody Come on. Would. At CougarFan33 on Instagram. Roll the dice, man. Sick of being mediocre. Let's just go kill it. But what if you don't? That's the risk. you know. Of course, BYU's not. This isn't a real situation, but I want it, we all want to see it play out. And that's the exciting part is what could the be unknown. the high, and yeah, then the no. scary part's what the low. Yes, the hope. wide world of sports open, right? The hope thrill of victory. Hope eternal. Yeah. The agony of defeat. Like, that's, that's sports, baby. What I love makes it. it great. Now, if BYU does end with six wins, I won't be disappointed because BYU it, it will all, have shown. It all pro- depends. What if BYU starts four and two and then they go two and four? Like, BYU yeah, will have shown progress and go to a bowl game. There's means to everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. If you tell me six and one of those is Utah, oh, I'm, I'm in. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, it's a Wednesday, which means a piping hot 10 in 10. Today, it's top 10 coaches on the Cougars. And the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, will join us in Studio B as he previews behind the mic a new 2018 season. And how would he explain his current feelings surrounding the state of BYU football one month away? This is BYU Sports Nation. That is Greg's brother. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We have you covered for fall camp coverage. Watch interviews and recaps live from practice starting tomorrow at 8 Eastern at the conclusion of practice number one. You can catch it on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports as well as BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Nice look inside the BYU Store. Go back to the candy aisle, though, right? I'm just hungry. I want Twizzlers. Give me something. Hmm? Didn't you see the candy on display? Oh, no, I was, I was getting ready to read the promo. You were paying attention. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I, sorry I, was, I, was I was looking by, up. I was distracted by candy. I was looking up. Conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I thought you were thinking about the shopping BYUSN. <laughs> whenever Go to the wherever candy aisle. you want to converse with us. Our question of the day. If you are guaranteed six wins and a bowl game trip for BYU football this season. Do you take it now or roll the dice? Hoping for more at sweet underscore mustache three. This was my account a couple of days ago. I take it now. That would be great improvement from last season, and a bowl game should be our main goal for this season. I think it is the main goal. That's well stated. Get back to a bowl yeah, game. Sure, yeah. Obviously, you want more. I would love like an eight-win season this Beat year. Beat Utah, I think that'd be get amazing. back to a bowl game. I just think. Eight wins is going to be well, uh, we saw we, we saw the goals that have been put up in the BYU office, right? Yeah. 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 Beat Utah, get back to a bowl game, are uh, steps on that road, right? Absolutely. Improvement. Joining us now in Studio B, the voice of the Cougars, who is returning for the 2018 season of Behind the Mic. His name is Greg Rebell. What's up, Greg? Greg Hello, boys. Welcome back. One month away. One month from today. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um more exciting, though, is the fact that we have your photo on display from when you were, like, 12 on the set. 
How old, old were you in that photo? Oh, the humanity. Uh, it, probably right around there. Around yeah, yeah. Were those your glasses or your grandmother's? Those are mine. Oh, okay. If you can believe that. That's, yeah. become, a sta- that's become a staple I had a, of I had Studio a ser- B. I had a series of ugly glasses till I was about <laughs> six, 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> that will live in infamy right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just Full mentioned- head of hair, let's note. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Great. Beautiful. Just mentioned, new season of Behind the Mic, yeah. and, and what a way to kick off uh, the season of that tonight. Behind the Mic brought to you by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, We spread the wealth here on campus. Uh, Yeah, so tonight's show uh, will feature our AD, Tom Holmo, and head football coach, Kalani Sitake. It'll be a football-themed month every week of August as we build up to the uh, season opener on September 1st. And again, on, on, on Behind the Mic... Uh, you brought up Wide World of Sports last segment. Uh, Jim McKay used to say, let's go up close and personal. That's what the show's about, is we uh, learn more about the uh, lives and careers of some uh, BYU sports personalities, past and present, current and former. And that's uh, every week. It's a one-hour show, uh, basically two half-hour interviews, two personalities a week. And tonight we kick it off with Tom and with Kalani. And last, in fact, on last year's season premiere, the first edition of the show ever, Tom was my first guest, well, first guest from, from campus. And we talked a lot about his upbringing and his BYU playing days. We kind of continue the story tonight uh, as, a, as a pro football player and, and coach leading into administration. Because I, and, and some, you know, most BYU fans, I would say, know Tom's history. But there are some, maybe the younger generation who know him simply as the AD, that don't really know how big a deal he was. Uh, in the NFL. And we talk a lot of his NFL days and then getting into to coaching at both the collegiate and professional level. Again, he was also a coach before he was an AD. So we talk a lot about those days and then uh, learn about Kalani's upbringing and uh, uh, what got him to the place he is uh, now as well. So I think you'll enjoy it. I think the listeners will enjoy it. Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel, Wednesdays, 6 to 7 Mountain, 8 to, uh, 8 to 9 Eastern on BYU Radio. It's on Sirius XM 143 on the app and on BYURadio.org every Wednesday, and uh, again, I think uh, people will enjoy it. Yeah, the long-form conversation is unique. It, really, yeah, it's a different really kind enjoyable. of show, so yeah, I, I, I really vibe, like Yeah, a different vibe, like, like say, yep. from Sports Nation. Sports Nation, you're, you're, you're going to hit the current events, and you're going to uh, be very, I think, tactical and, and I'm going to have a mustache sometimes. That happens you know, sometimes. That's part of the deal. We just have a little more room to breathe and a little more chance to go a little more in-depth on their lives, and again, I think it's a cool format. Yeah. Okay, one month from uh, today is BYU football. How would you explain kind of the feeling around BYU football, in your opinion, right now? Well, optimism is maybe too cliche a word to use, but I want to use it because that's how I feel. I feel BYU made some great hires in the offseason. Even though they lose a lot on the offensive line, I think it's going to be a strength of this year's team. Uh, With so many skilled guys back, even though the offense in general struggled, I think the components are there to with a different approach, a different feel, and a different confidence have a good group together on the offensive side of the ball. I really felt that once this thing kind of got going the wrong direction last year, uh, one of the most important components lacking was, was confidence. The belief that week to week we had a game plan that would work to score points and win a game. And I thought it just got kind of uh, more bogged down as the season went, and there was a real loss of faith and loss in belief. And I think that that's what the team is all about right now is belief and hope and confidence that Jeff Grimes and his new coaches are going to help turn this thing around. And, again, a lot of pieces are back to make it happen, even though you lose a really important trio on the O-line. I think because those three were lost, people might be saying, well, how are they going to do – I think there's a lot that was under the surface last year that's ready to emerge and be a real strength of this year's team, and in part because it's Ryan Pugh and Jeff Grimes pulling the strings on that O-line. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is August 1st. We are one month officially away from opening the 2018 season. Greg, in your statistical and very uh, technical preparations for these games and for this team, have you noticed anything unique uh, about this club that you can share with us today? 
Well, and it's kind of gone uh, ever since Kalani started at BYU, and really with Bronco too. BYU has been a great front-running team over the years, and especially under Kalani. And, and I, I want to see how the team opens up, not just in Tucson, but game to game, because BYU, maybe more than most teams, I think, has been really dependent on starts, first quarters and first halves. How those quarters and halves go have tended to kind of tell the tale for Kalani's teams, and I just want to see how strong and how well they open game to game. And you say it's a 60-minute game, but for BYU, especially Kalani, those first 15 minutes have proven really pivotal. And first halves, I still don't think he's lost a game when leading at halftime yet mm. uh, since he's been the head coach. And so um, coming out of the shoots uh, literally and figuratively, and again, it, and, and you, can kind of, um, you can kind of look bigger picture and say the first game of this season is just so important. It could be the difference between being a bowl team or not is what happens at Arizona. Who knows by the end of the season how we'll look at that game. But if you win that game, so many things change, I think, in that first month. Uh, it's just one game of five, and it's a five-game month. But if you come out of that victorious, I think a lot can change in just one night uh, for the outlook of this football team. Yeah, imagine the hype coming back home for that. And, and again, a, a loss isn't Cal. fatal, obviously. Right? right? You come right back and you get amped for Cal in, in week two. While a loss isn't fatal, a win could mean a ton to this team. I think a lot has to go in and has gone in to those 60 minutes in Tucson. And, and yes, they're putting a Heisman Trophy candidate up against you. And yes, it's a Pac-12 team playing on their home field in a pretty charged environment. And, 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 it's a, and it's a good Pac-12 squad in a good league. Um, but that said, you know, BYU's had, had good season opening success. We'll get that in, in our stat that matters coming up at the end of the segment. Uh, and, and what a win would mean if you're just able to get in and get out with the win that night. Yeah, Lots of storylines, lots of questions that might be answered in fall camp, probably need to get into the season. But quarterback, obviously, the biggest one. How much time do you think is a good amount of time for BYU to figure out who the guy is? Well, I, I thought within – you know, the first week they should have a pretty good idea of who the guy is going to be. Because I don't think I don't think you have I don't think you say we go two weeks in and then give the guy two weeks to have um, you know the, the the first string reps and the game plan reps you're going to need for Tucson. I know that Ed Lamb I guess uh, made some remarks that indicated maybe days, not a week. We're talking about just like maybe the first few days. <laughs> like like have... Saturday, they would so, know. So, but, but the great thing about it is it's going to be an intense competition. Whether mm-hmm. it's for two, three, four, six, seven days, ten days, fourteen days, it's going to be a great and real competition for that starting quarterback spot. It's not lip service when the coaches say this, it's a clean slate. Last year doesn't matter. And I guess if you look at Tanner Mangum, the last two or three years don't matter. They're looking at what's happening now with this group. And, again, I don't think it's lip service when the coaches say we're not looking at last year's film. We're not, we haven't watched these guys from last year. It's all new. So to that end, how intriguing and interesting and really compelling is that quarterback competition now? Every rep is going to matter. Mean like, like if yeah, a yeah. guy throws a pick, it's like, ooh. You know, like it, it, there's going to be so it's much weight. over-evaluation. And, and, and that, not, neither that. guy can say I'm, having, I'm just having a bad week. If you're like, a bad week, well, then you're the number three, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yes, it is the quest for the final rose. And each of the guys, yeah, <laughs> each of the guys have, have unique skill sets and different abilities, and who knows how the yep. coaches really want to incorporate them and to what extent in that season opener because the ultimate advantage is the unknown. Arizona's not going to know what a Jeff Grimes offense looks like until snap one. You've already got a pretty good sense with Kevin Sumlin and his coordinators what they're going to do. And he's already shown what he can do with an athletic quarterback like Khalil Tate because he's had Johnny Menzel. We know what he likes to do. No one knows what BYU likes to do or will want to do on snap one in Tucson. And that's the competitive advantage, which is why I think, you know, not a lot may come out of camp in terms of what they're doing. And for good reason. I think you hold on to as much of that competitive advantage as you can. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them at all for being very, very close to the vest, closer than ever. 
What kind of atmosphere do you expect will emanate from this version of the BYU football fall camp? Well, I I, I hope it's uh, uh it, it's it's a uh, an energized vibe and a healthy vibe, and I mean healthy both in 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 the competitive sense of uh, there's healthy competition and true health. You know, you you cross fingers that you don't leave the first week, second week, third week with that injury that's going to hamper you in week one of of the season. And so I, I hope it's it's the kind of vibe that every day after practice you're getting a real sense that, uh, that the progress is real. And I think Kalani is going to do a lot of different things than we've seen done in, in previous camps. I think there's going to be a lot of real tangible changes in how things are run, and, and hopefully it gives him uh, the end result he's seeking because I think he's making these changes with an objective in mind, not just change for change's sake. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, to getting a sense of, of how those changes really play out on the field. We've had some fun watching uh, BYU, I mean, Team Fredette in the basketball tournament. By the way, how cool are those jerseys, by the way? They're great. They're 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 fun, right? They're the classiest looking jerseys in that deal. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Team Fredette jersey. Yeah, I like it. Um, What's been the funnest part for you of watching kind of this 2011 reunion play out on ESPN? Well, you know, besides the fact that that Brandon and Charles are great players in their own right, and it's just fun to see them do what they do. And, again, so much of just the way Brandon – looks and 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 the moves he makes like ah that looks so familiar like he's he's taken what he did at BYU and just and just really refined it he just looks so smooth and Charles is Charles getting to watch Jimmer play a game again I mean I've seen him play some Chinese basketball and I've actually streamed some stuff but I'm not locked into a whole game with Jimmer for years you know and to see him be the guy he was at BYU and then again having refined his skills to be even better you know Jimmer plus uh, it's been a thrill. It's been a blast. You know, that's who he is, and it's what he does, and it's, it's, it's such a unique skill. I mean, who, who scores like he does, you know, in, in the professional world? It, it's a unique skill he's got. And, and just because an NBA team hasn't decided to incorporate him into their setup doesn't mean he still doesn't have it. He's got it, and he's getting paid a lot of money to do it somewhere else. Uh, I, it's been a, been a blast. I love it. Yeah, it would be fun to see him find that unique fit that he needs in the NBA. But who knows? Success in China for sure, and then some. I like how you said Jimmer Plus as well. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmer Plus is the best description yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, wrap with a stat that matters. You can go wherever you want with this, football or basketball. Well, and it, it, it starts with a win over Arizona in a season opener. Uh, so Harvey Yunga, I, uh, Harvey Yunga, by the way, is coming up on episode two of Behind the Mic uh, with Greg Rubel next week. Uh, so Harvey Yunga's redshirt freshman season, his first real season opener was 2007. BYU beat Arizona 20-7 mm-hmm. to here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Starting with that season opening win in, in 2007, BYU has won 10 of its last 11 season openers. And included in those 10 wins are seven against P5 opponents. And in those wins are two on the road as well so they have won on the road in openers they have beat p5s in openers and they've won a lot of openers 10 of the last 11 so that's my stat that matters for today. Right. let's hope it doesn't take a hail mary this time yeah however, however, it however it comes or maybe it does I who knows complain. or a yeah. kyle yeah. van noy strip however they the go line in Mississippi. did you just name the two on the road yeah. nice just get the w yeah. very yeah. nice they are great great stuff thanks for the time man and uh don't miss behind the mic with gregor bell tonight at eight eastern six mountain kalani sataki and tom homo on that show you got it. Thanks, Alrighty. guys. Okay. Coming up, big deal, no deal. Mo Lange reduces his chances of getting stuck in an elevator again. And who are the top ten coaches that BYU will face in 2018? How highly does Jerem value Kyle Whittingham? That's the real question. Yep. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation, watch our fall camp preview show. 
at noon Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio as we get you ready for the 2018 fall camp, baby. Can you feel the energy? Just the, I can't. the additional energy in the air Let's and the go. conversation. Let's go. It's August. Football happening. BYU's trying to bounce back from a 4-9 and nine season. That, what? It all plays into it. It all plays sure? into it. Yes, the buildup is real. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We are in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, our national simulcast on BYU TV. As always, we are on demand anytime, anywhere you would like to consume it. And we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Led off by the topic of the day, BYU football fall camp begins today. All players report at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The schedule includes iPad distribution, equipment issue, team meetings, dinner, then a movie. All of the guys from the 80s and 90s are like, huh? Where was that when I was playing? Well, the players now are saying, where's the national championship ring? Oh, point Jerem. Yeah, they won, they won an after. My guess is Mission Impossible for the movie selection. I think they should after what we yeah. put together. I saw it Saturday. I like it a lot. possible for yes. BYU football. Yes. Practice number one happens tomorrow evening. Post-practice coverage. Like only BYU TV Sports can bring you on Facebook Live, roughly 8 Eastern. BYU will host North Alabama at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2020. This according to the North Alabama Media Guide and discovered by FB Schedules. If this is, in fact, the case, the 2020 schedule now has 12 games on it, including home games against Michigan State, Utah State, Missouri, Houston, Northern Illinois, and San Diego State, not to mention road contest with Utah, Minnesota, Arizona State, and Stanford. Two guaranteed wins? Is that, is that what you're saying, Jerem? Uh, yeah, North Alabama and Utah State. <laughs> At home? At home, yes. Woo! BYU's all-time leading men's basketball scorer, Tyler Haas. Back in the professional game, he signs with Peñas Huesca in the LEB Gold Spanish League. That team finished 15th in the Gold League last year with a 13-21 and record, so hopefully that means Tyler's going to get a lot of shots and get some buckets. That's the hope. Huesca is a city in northeastern Spain, for those wondering. And Brendan Lund went 4-5 for five with a home run, four RBIs, while scoring two runs and stole a base in a 9-6 loss to the Mobile Bay Bears. Uh, does he play? I thought he played for the Mobile Bay Bears. Perhaps. Double A ball. Lund is fifth in the Southern League and stolen bases with 21. Tied for 11th in hits with 92. He's in the Angels organization. We need to have like a minor league baseball quiz one day about the players. Well, not the anymore. B- it's August 1st. About We're done the with BYU that stuff. players involved. In yeah. See how much we Perhaps next year correlate. in May, June, or July. Just answer me this. Maverick Buffo's team currently. What about it? Do you know the name? Yeah, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Dunedin or Dunedin? Dunedin. Dunedin? Dunedin. Yeah, the Blue Jays. The Garden of Dunedin. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I wanted to go to Maverick Buffalo's team so that you would do that? Is that, is that why? <laughs> yes, that's exactly why. Thank you for, for doing what I thought you would Dunedin. do. <laughs> uh, more important things now featuring Jerem Jordan and his Garden of Dunedin. How about the latest 10 and 10? 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jerem 10 and 10. Today it's top 10 coaches BYU will face this season. Not listed, McNeese State or Hawaii, which is pretty common for this segment. Yikes. Number 10, Justin Wilcox. Cal, the former Oregon Duck defensive back, went 5-7 and seven in his first season in Berkeley, where apparently Bill Walton could smell colors. His resume is pretty good with stops at Cal previously, Boise State, Tennessee, Washington, USC, and Wisconsin. That's a good LinkedIn, right? We'll see Wilcox 
in the home opener September 8th. I remember playing at Berkeley. I could taste sounds. It was unbelievable. That's incredible, Bill. Thank you. Number nine, Bill Mark Whipple. Not to be confused with Bill Whipple. UMass Whipple in his fifth season in Amherst. Last season, 4-8, best season at UMass. Got to win against BYU. What? Whipple's a former QB coach with the Browns and Steelers, by the way. In his first stint, however, with UMass, they were Division I AA. They won the national title in 98. So there's that. He was also an offensive coordinator at Miami. UMass is more like Cleveland than Miami, though. Number eight, Doug Martin, New Mexico State. He just got a new four-year contract extension. Former Kentucky quarterback in his 13th season overall. Just one winning record, but 7-6 and six last year. He moves up to eight because... First time in 57 years in a bowl game for New Mexico State, and they beat Utah State. Okay. So go Douglas Martin. Yeah, I get Doug Martin over Justin Wilcox, but wow, I'm still just Mark Whipple over Justin Wilcox. Yeah. Okay. Justin Wilcox has more to prove, right? Mark Whipple's won the national title in the FC. Number seven, Matt Wells, Utah State. Wells is 2-2 two and two in bowl games, and he thinks that Zach Nyborg is behind our desk. Nyborg. At a school where bowling was as common as not milking a cow for a living, so 2-2 two and two is pretty good. Aggie defeats of BYU in 2014 and 17 were devastating for the Cougars. 9-5 in 2013, 10-4 in 2014 were the peaks. The Valley's being losing records the last three years, but two bowl games in that span have kept him at the helm in Logan. Is he on the hot seat once again? I don't know. Last year I thought he was, but beating BYU, going to a bowl game certainly. Uh, going to a bowl game saved his job. Going to a bowl game in Logan will keep you in job. that spot. Sure. Absolutely. Number six, Rod Carey, Northern Illinois. Seven years ago, new head coach Rod Carey coached the Huskies in the Orange Bowl after Dave Doran took the NC State job. The next two seasons, NIU went 12-2 and and 11-3. and Thank you, Jordan Lynch, quarterback, capping a remarkable run in the MAC. Since then, eight, five, and eight wins. Vegas has Northern Illinois as the favorite to win the MAC and go to a sixth bowl game in seven seasons. Pretty consistent in terms of going to bowl games. They'll be in a bowl game, and I think they are so well coached that they are a scary game for BYU in October. Number five, Brian Harson, Boise State. Harson took over for Chris Peterson, who left for Washington. He wins a lot, 74% of the time. Yeah, what else is new? That's second best among Cougar opponents this season. And that's with a 7-5 and five season at Arkansas State in 2013. Harson's 4-1 and one in bowl games, 2014, 12-2 record, Fiesta Bowl win over Arizona. He hasn't won fewer than nine games in Boise. In the last two years, the Broncos are 21-6. and six. His teams have been ranked every season in Idaho's capital. He took Arkansas State to a bowl game 7-5. and five. There's a reason he got the bump up to Boise State. Dude can coach. Number four, Kevin Sumlin, Arizona. Sumlin's a QB whisperer. Case Keenum at Houston, 12-1 in 2011. Johnny Menzel at Texas A&M, 11-2 in 2012. Now he hopes Khalil Tate is the next really good one. Sumlin hasn't won more than eight games the past four seasons, but when he has an elite quarterback, his teams can put up some big numbers and a bunch of wins like he did in Texas at two different schools. The lack of defensive prowess that follows Kevin Sumlin around is concerning for me. I'd probably put Harson one above him just because I don't know if he can coach a good defense. Uh, the two seasons where they went like 11-2 and two and 12-1 and one were they the evidence play, of that. They didn't yeah. play any defense. But they were 11-2 and two and 12-1. And one. Number three, Paul Christ, Wisconsin. He wasn't anything special at Pitt in three seasons, one year above 500 at 7-6. and six. But at Wisconsin, the guy's 34-7, and 13-1 last year, back-to-back seasons of New Year's Six wins in the Cotton and Orange Bowls. The schedule's certainly tougher this season with games at Iowa, at Michigan, at Penn State. But Chris has won 10-plus in all three seasons in Madison. Yeah, Wisconsin won't have any trouble with the schedule. It's too weak this year. If they can run the table, they'll be at the top. They ain't running the table against that schedule. I'll tell you that right now. Mark it down. Cold, freezing cold takes. Number two, Kyle Whittingham, Utah. I put him high. 
The guy's a winner. Let's start with bowl games. 11-1 is the best coaching record all time in bowl games. Finished ranked five times in the AP poll in 14 full seasons. 2008 Sugar Bowl win against Alabama. He's made Utah contender in the Pac-12 South, even though they haven't won it yet. 2014 through 16, 28-10, three-year run for the Utes. Seven in a row versus the rival. He's the, just consistent. The dude's a yeah. He, I the need, dude's a winner, not just consistent. He's a consistent winner. I need Paul Chris to like do more longer. He didn't do much at Pitt. That's why I'm kind of winning him higher. And the number one coach BYU will face in 2018 is Chris Peterson at Washington. We all know what he did at Boise State. Now in year five in Seattle, Peterson has one of his best teams, maybe his best ever. He's the only coach on the schedule that's led his team to the college football playoff. 22 and five the last two seasons. 82% career win percentage, four BCS or New Year Six berths, the most among Cougar opponents. Next closest is two. Peterson is legit. I'm just glad that you didn't have Kyle Whittingham at number one. No. Isn't that in the contract that that can't be the case? No, if he's the best, he's the best. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Top ten coaches. Coming up, news from Ravens camp about Kai Nakua yesterday. Oh, yes, the pursuit of a 53-man roster for the ball hawk Kai Nakua. And big deal, no deal. Knowing a BYU starting quarterback by this Saturday? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Well, on the mic with Gregor Bell is on tonight. Season debut, 8 Eastern, headlined by Athletic Director Tom Homo, head coach Kalani Sitake, list to... Find the mic, Gregor Bell, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, BYUradio.org, or the app. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play rolls on. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast no longer airing at 6 p.m. Eastern, but good news is you can download it and watch it on DVR anytime you want. BYUSN.com, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all over the place, baby. Or a bevy of options. Purposely. Question of the day. If you are guaranteed six wins in a bowl game for BYU football this season, do you take it now or roll the dice hoping for more? At Laser Sheep says this is a tough question. Indeed it is. That's why we asked it. Yep. I could argue for both, he says, but I'm going to say no. You play the games for a reason. Every coach and player would say that they would roll the dice and play every game despite the risk. Well, we're not asking the coaches and players. We're asking you. Well, apparently he has the player mentality, so he's siding with the players. He is a player. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Leadership's like locked in. He can hit a golf ball 350 yards as well. Oh, he's legit in the tee box. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses to end the show. Now. It's time for Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? Let's start with this Big Deal, No Deal Saturday, as in day three of camp or the day that Ed Lamb says they'd like to have the quarterback starting position solidified. I think it's a big deal. BYU, you're telling me after three days you're going to know? Three days? Like, spring ball for everybody but Tanner Camp. Uh, Tanner. Mangum was an opportunity in camp to show what they could do. Tanner Mangum has not run 11-on-11 since November. So, three days is a bit rushed for me. Yeah, every day of camp is a big deal. But the fact that Ed Lamb said, we want to have a starting quarterback after three days, to me, to me that's no deal. Because I don't think it's going to happen. I just think it's too soon. Mm. Show me. Then it'll be a big deal. But I, no deal because it's, it's not going to happen. It's too fast. It's too fast with the quarterback competition. Number two. 
Big deal, no deal. Not knowing what position Bo Hodge is going to play. No deal. I think they figure it out. That's what fall camp's for. Uh, we haven't seen him in other positions. We did a shoot a couple weeks ago, and we had Bo Hodge at quarterback. We didn't put him at running back or wide receiver. So I'm interested to see what position he plays. I'm, I'm thinking it's running back or wide receiver. Yeah, I'm going to take it from this angle and say it is a big deal because now we know that one of the four quarterbacks is not in the running to be the guy anymore. So Apparently, according to Ed Lamp's comments. Now it's three guys, Tanner Mangum, Joe Critchlow, and Zach Wilson. So you take one of the quarterbacks out of the race, which is the number one question. To me, that's the big deal in this conversation. Then it's down to two because I don't think that Zach Wilson no. is – No reason to rush him. There's no rush here. Con- and you can yes. play up to four games and still redshirt. But if Zach's clearly the best guy, play him. That's what makes it fun. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Having five different running backs on this year's rosters who ha- roster who had double-digit carries last season. I think it's a big deal that you return that kind of production. The question is, who will be the number one guy? One of those guys isn't Zach Katoa, who is expected potentially to be the number one back. Um, so I go big deal because you do have a lot of returning depth there that you hope is good enough. Now, it's are, are, will one of those guys be the number one guy? I don't know. I think Zach Katoa is your favorite at running back. Yeah, it's a big deal because you want guys with experience. It's better to have a bunch of options that have played at the speed of the game in the Division One level. So, yeah, that, I like the experience factor there. But it is interesting that the odds-on favorite to be the running back, at least from what we hear and what we speculate, Zach Katoa is not one of those five. That's uh, an interesting juxtaposition. Red last season. All right, last one. Big deal, no deal. Really usually is a big deal, but this time we're asking the question. Mo Longi losing 100 pounds since last season. That's a big deal, and pun is intended in this one. Ed Lamb telling BYU alumni last Thursday, yeah, he's lost over 100 pounds. So that's great. It's a bigger deal that Ed Lamb said, Mo Longi doesn't know football. That's a big deal to me. Still very much new to the game, learning the game. It's a bigger deal, the biggest deal perhaps, that he's engaged, Jerem. He's engaged to be married. Good for him. It's not a bigger deal, though. If I went to tennis tennis camp for a year, and after a year you told me someone said Jerem doesn't know tennis, I would be really mad. What have I been doing for a year? (laughs) Well, I mean, the big deal, no deal, is the 100 pounds. I don't know how to code. If someone taught me for a year to code and I got paid to code and they said, you don't know how to code, I'd be like, what? I don't know how to code. What have I been doing? I'm saying life? that as great as it is to lose 100 pounds, which is fantastic for his lifestyle, not just football, his lifestyle, get engaged. It's been a big offseason for the, for the big man. <laughs> big offseason. There you go. <laughs> uh, Tyler Haas apparently has signed to play basketball professionally, Jerem. Yes, he has, Spencer. We will tell you those details coming up in the whip. And more from Voice of the Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big offseason. Come on, man. Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Greg Rubel. Join him on Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel tonight, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU Radio, BYURadio.org. Dennis Pitta was on the show yesterday. So naturally, it was not on the show today. It's August. We have no time for you now. If you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and you can watch full episodes on uh, BYUtv.org. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. If you haven't paid attention for the first 55 minutes and 14 seconds of the show, 
Listen up. BYU football fall camp begins today. In fact, players report in less than five minutes. iPad distribution, equipment issue, team meetings, dinner, then a movie. Then practice begins tomorrow. Also, according to the North Alabama Football Media Guide, they will face BYU in 2020 in Provo at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That, for now, tentatively completes all 12 games on the 2020 rundown. Cougars overseas. Tyler Haas signs with Penis Huesca in the LEB Gold Spanish League. Uh, those guys finished 15th in the Gold League last year, 13-21 and 21 record. That city is located in northeastern Spain. Ah. Cougars in the minors. Brendan Lund, 4-for-5 with a home run and four runs batted in. He has busted out of that slump for sure, scoring two runs, stole a base in a 9-6 win for the Mobile Bay Bears in AA baseball. And Maverick Buffo threw six innings of scoreless ball. Got the win, struck out five, surrendered only two hits, eight nothing win for the, what is it? How do you, Dunedin. Dunedin Blue Jays in single A advanced ball. Now that that was against a pitching duel against the number one overall pick in this year's Major League Baseball draft. Nice, good win for Mav. Jimmer. Team Fredette will play in the basketball tournament semifinals tomorrow, seven Eastern, five Mountain on ESPN against the Eberlein Drive. Cougars in the NFL. And after having a couple of good practices with the Ravens, former BYU safety Kai Nakua did not show up for practice yesterday for undisclosed reasons. Yeah, wishing Kai the best. Hope all is well there. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to North Alabama for scheduling BYU in 2020. Probably live on BYU TV. Yeah, I'll... Uh... <laughs> we got Bama. <laughs> I think that there's a good chance. Everyone on Twitter. We got Twitter Alabama. We, got we want North Bama. Right? Specifically North Bama. Yeah, we got them. If I guaranteed you six wins for BYU football in a bowl game for the Cougars this season, would you take it now or roll the dice hoping for more? Our elite voice of the day from at East Ducks 10. Depends on how you define success for BYU football. Normally six wins in a bowl game would not be seen as much of a success given the context this year though i would see it as a success especially with a new group of coaches so take six and keep building luckily we will just watch it play out conversation continues 24 7 on twitter instagram and facebook use hashtag byusn the show's on demand on byusn.com find our audio podcasts on itunes google play and the tune app for jeremiah spencer shout out to everyone's favorite number 31 johnny Lennon. i remember him BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow. Football is here!